Welcome to Inside the Upside Down on the Mike Ricksecker audio journey on MikeRicksecker.com. Welcome, everybody, to Inside the Upside Down. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, a fantastic writer in her own right, and our chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole. She's out there sharing this shit. <laughs> She's like, what? Where'd that come from? Hi, so, Brandy. <laughs> so she say hi to Brandy. All right. Brandy Bennett. Cool, cool. So tonight, we are talking about the best paranormal tune. That's right. The best of the best of the best, sir, with honors. It's and if not you know, a ghost box. No, it's not a it's ghost not. box. But it's if you know not. what movie that's from, first person to answer it gets a free ghosty. Oh. <gasps> so let's see if anybody gets it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, yes, the best paranormal tool. So this kind of came out. So a couple of things. We have had a request for like a more of a intro to... Uh, ghost hunting tools uh, from our big one that we have. And I'll be doing that, uh, putting that together here, maybe as like a Friday video or maybe a supplemental video somewhere in there. It's kind of like just the basic couple of things. Um, but we had a comment here on our investigation video that we just posted that you're like, oh, you got a tingle and she got a headache and was basically <laughs> laughing. And it's like, well, yeah, our best paranormal tool is our body gas the gadgets and gadgets gasmos the, <laughs> <laughs> the gadgets and gizmos are great and we do use a lot of them we're going to get into some of those but the best one is our body and so let's see if anybody got the uh no it was not full metal jacket <laughs> <laughs> so i'll do it again one more time for those that just entered so for best paranormal tool, we're going to talk about the best of the best of the best, sir, with honors. He's so excited and he has no clue as to why he's here. That's another little. See, whoever gets it first, it gets a free ghosty. <laughs> All right. So, and there's something Bree says gadgets work too. Yeah. So, <laughs> gadgets and gizmos. But okay. So, go ahead, opine, please, on body being the best tool. Yes, the the body is the best tool because every everybody everybody has a sixth sense. Some of us are aware of it. Some of us are not aware of it. Sorry, that's my son. <laughs> um, but don't ignore it, and you know, keep an open mind because you know, like every once in a while, I feel like a buzz or a tingle when something is close by. That's how my body reacts to it. That's how my body reacts to just something being close by. Um, but I also sometimes react with symptoms of how somebody died or, you know, and it could be just, it could be residual. It could be I walked into a place where um, someone died from some stomach problems or 
they had like some type of maybe mental illness or something. And so then I'll have like really bad headaches when I walk through there. Um, or sometimes it could be an intelligent spirit that's saying, hey, this is me. I can't really communicate the way I want to, but then they just throw, you know, something at you and that's how it lands. Um, you don't always pick this stuff up on a recorder and you don't always capture it on a video camera and you cannot trust anything that a ghost box or an apps tells you because if you're talking about it it's gonna take those words in and it's gonna shovel word out at you that's gonna be related to that do not listen to those freaking ghost boxes <laughs> and apps i cannot stress that enough to no, each we have their an entire hour-long episode on that to each their own and blah 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 <laughs> whatever my personal opinion your personal opinion do not have to match you each have your own experiences and that's why you believe in them whatever that's mine so yeah. Anyway. So real quick, uh, Tom McNicholas did get it first, Men in Black. Stacey Comiskey also got it uh, a little bit further down. But uh, so uh, Tom McNicholas, uh, you get a free ghosty. Uh, Stacy, sure, you get a free ghosty too. So go ahead and send me your information. We'll get you a free ghosty. So since you also got it. All right. Yeah. So uh, when he's getting tested right at the beginning when he walks in and uh, he's got, they got all the different people from the different services and the one guy's like all excited and Will Smith is kind of making fun of him. <laughs> I haven't seen that movie in a long yeah, time. No, I love it. Um, all right. So yeah, you know, it, I, I concur with Shauna. <laughs> Maybe not quite so rudely and vocally as me, but he's, he's, more I'm the light to her dark. She's the dark to my light. That's more thing. polite than I am. I'm not. Well, I mean, here's, here's my thing on it. Okay. Is that if, if you watch that video, and Robert Hanna says he, he watched the video and has the same laser grid, so here's, here's the laser grid. We'll get into this stuff in, here in a little bit. Um, if you watch the beginning of that video, before we get into the whole, you know, I got a tingle, I got cobwebby on my face, she's getting the headaches and all that stuff. Um, you know, we're walking up the stairs and I immediately bust out the K2. Why did I do that? We had already been there once before and going up into that area, you know, I immediately got the whole buzzy feeling up there. That was the first time that we were there when we first visited and were introduced to the place. Then earlier that evening, because we have two parts of the video. So in the first part of the video, uh, part one, we do the walkthrough. And when I did the walkthrough footage, basically just like getting B-roll, you know, here's, you know, the different rooms and all that. I again got the buzzy feeling while I was up there. That tingle that, you know, somebody's kind of trying to make fun of us for. So I went up there with the K2, which measures electromagnetic fields. And I'm walking around trying to see, okay, is there some sort of electromagnetic field here that would be creating that kind of buzz? Because I've been in locations before that they're like, oh yeah, whenever we're over here, you know, we're feeling this, we're feeling that, da, da, da. And then come to find out, well, there's some sort of major power conduit in that wall. So, you know, coming out five feet from the wall, you know, there's an electromagnetic field. So I'm trying to find that with the K2 and did not find it. There, there was no electromagnetic field up there. Yet I was still getting the tingly in my head, on my arms. I got like a cobwebby thing over the face, which I get from time to time. Those are the indicators for me that my body tells me there's something going on up here. There is some sort of supernatural spirit presence. And I don't, 
usually ever credit myself with having those types of abilities, but I do to some degree. I am sensitive to a degree. Maybe something I'll try to develop more as we go further down the road, but I kind of am able to tell walking into a room if there's something there. And with Shauna, it's like even more amplified where instead of just getting a buzz, she's getting a headache. She's getting like stomach aches and stuff. So it's a lot more for her. Yeah, there's sometimes that I, I I arm myself with a big enough piece of black tourmaline to, you know, add weight. So what I usually <laughs> say is I add a I have a piece that's big enough. I carry it in my bra because, but I have to load up the other side too, or I look lopsided. It's a pretty big piece, you know. But I figure it's raw and it's big, and and I like to think that it that it helps a lot more than pieces that I've carried in the past. And there's some places when you go, you need you need to have something. You know, if you just go in and you use whatever you use that opens the channels up more, um, there's some places that'll just wipe you out. Oh, yeah. Uh, to where you'd be calling it a night early, bring on a bucket of dark chocolate, which helps. It helps. It really does. Dark chocolate really does help. Um, Michelle... And watching old videos, she's addicted. She is awesome. binge watching. Thank you we for binge that. watching. I do it too. So, yeah. So, and there's people down there talking about ghosty. Tom wants me to bring his to Spook Show Con. So, okay, we don't have to. Thank you. Then I don't have to mail it. <laughs> um, but that's ghosty. So, for those of you who are not familiar, that is our Hunter Road Media mascot. He does have his own Facebook page, Ghosty with an IE at the end, HRM. So um, yeah, check out his Facebook page. So people people send us pics with Ghosty from all over. There's been some silly ones lately, like yeah. Ghosty in a hula skirt. And My Ghosty is not white anymore. My Ghosty's been around. He's been He's around been a little bit. He's been in some dirty, dusty places. He's He doesn't really even glow anymore. I mean, I have had him <laughs> in some places, you know, so. Yeah. But they are, they do glow in the dark and they're a little squishy stress reliever. So Ghosty's cool. And, and child spirits love Ghosty. This is true. We have actually, do. as a, talking about tools that we use, we do use Ghosty as a trigger object, especially for uh, child spirits. Mm -hmm. So there was that one at Mineral Springs in that bathroom area. It's actually the little waiting area to the bathrooms off the grand ballroom. And people have reported, uh, interacting with a child spirit back there. So we weren't really getting much that one time. Mm -hmm. You can watch this in our Mineral Springs. Uh, check out the Mineral Springs comprehensive video. Um, I always forget what that's actually named, but I, <laughs> that was I the working remember. title for it when I was putting it all together. Um, but that footage is in there where um, it got to a point where it's like, okay, well, let's try Ghosty. And all of a sudden, boom, we're getting all kinds of interaction. So we like to use trigger objects. Molly. Molly, Michelle brought a Molly. Molly is here. I mean, she's she's kind of like my shadow. I mean, she goes everywhere, everywhere. And, and I'm pretty sure she hears me sometimes because there will be times where I'm like, can you, I, I just, I just need, can you go, can you go out there for a minute? I just, I just need a minute. I just need a minute. And, um, and you can actually see her when she moves. I mean, I can, she, um, she shows up like uh, steam, like a heat mirage type of thing. 
and uh, she'll you can see when she moves because whatever she's standing in front of will no longer have that and you can watch her as she moves and it's it's weird um, it's very weird but yeah she's here uh, usually during showtime she is over by the back door of the outbuilding slash studio um, and she just kind of hovers hangs around what listens you know i wish i could I mean, catch you've seen her. her in restaurants like well even at mineral springs the other day you know like right behind dave yeah she she hangs around dave she likes adam tillery if he's watching she would lurk around him for a while <laughs> um at paracon and you know we when we've been to bluff city grill which is a very good restaurant um in alton uh when we were there with Dave and Donna and other people, and she was hovering around Donna behind her almost the entire meal. So, um, and I always, you know, wonder if people, you know, can sense her before I say something. If they do, they don't tell me. So, if you're ever in the same room with me and you feel something, tell me. And then I will look and see if she's there. So then that way I know somebody other than me uh, experiences her. <laughs> All right, so they want me to do the, yes. All right. This episode is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps young ghosts. So there you go. That's our coffee. Um, Stacey Kaminsky is saying that her husband calls her ghosty. Very cute. I like that. Uh, Michelle Allison is asking, how did you get her? So I'm, how did you get Molly as a... Uh, we have a video about that. We do. In our Mineral Springs um, playlist. But that's mm -hmm. where I found her uh, at our first Paracon. Um, was up in the, in the room where I found her. Um, but I'd never, I don't even really know if Molly is her real name or not. But that's what I call her uh, ever since that first night. And then the letter, first letter of her name kind of floated through. And then, and then when her name finally popped into my head uh, it was a very very strong reaction to that so I'm going to assume that that's her name until I can find proof which may well, or may not happen and that was another great example of your body being your best tool because you had gotten an idea and somebody was nearby and so you know you start asking the different questions and you got just an idea that her name and that it was a her began with an M and you're getting like pokes and things like that. Yeah. I was like, Hey, Hey, yeah, that's me. That's me. Keep going. You know? Um, and I felt, I felt the energy change over to the right and I looked over where the door was and I didn't see anybody, but I said, you know, oh, I felt somebody, you know, come in the room. There's some, there's somebody in here and uh, no noise, no nothing. Just, just feeling and it really like serious bells and it was hot up there that night too was, yeah. so everybody was sweating and it was there was a public hunk going on so you, there was background noise and really wasn't expecting anything to happen um at least not that night and boy was i wrong so yeah i mean that yeah. when you guessed her name molly and like you said, we kind of believe that's her name just because of this reaction. It was such a powerful reaction that you almost ended up in my lap. And I got knocked backwards just from, you know, the force of it. So 
yeah, your body being your best tool. I mean, there's we don't have any like quote unquote evidence. There's no there's no video of an apparition or a shadow or even an EVP of yes, my name is Molly. I mean, there's <laughs> none of that. I mean, we have plenty of stuff like that from up there of you know the chair scraping across the floor of different EVPs of like the girl saying your name um, and a lot of other things that we had up there about you know following the chair moving you know where are you going because we were trying to leave the room at that time yeah and so really really interesting stuff that we'd captured prior to that this was just kind of the icing on the cake but we don't have that kind of quote-unquote physical proof that so many people that you know want to um investigate scientifically are saying well you know you need to have the, the, the you know all this captured evidence and that's great i'm all for that we have you know, all that we collect EVPs, we, you know, we have the different gadgets and like I said, we'll get some like, you know, the, uh, the laser grid and stuff like that. Um, but when it all comes down to it, it's so extremely hard to prove. It's all theoretical, um, to actually try to prove it scientifically is almost impossible because you can't have a control object to be able to, you know, with the question of, you know, you have to come up with your hypothesis. Your hypothesis is this room is haunted, okay? Then you have to prove it using this room, which you believe is haunted, and then another room, which you have to say is not haunted. Now, how do you know for a fact that room is not haunted? <laughs> I mean, it's it's a room, okay? I mean, it could be like a completely sterile, whatever you think is not haunted room, but maybe it is. <laughs> yeah. You'd have to go, and how do you go about proving that that room isn't haunted to be your control object? Right. As a non-haunted room versus your room that you're trying to prove is haunted or not. Because what, what you don't feel in one room today, you may feel something totally different tomorrow. Right. I mean, you know, you never know. Sometimes they want to interact, sometimes they don't. Yep. So you can't really depend on it. Um. I say I can't depend on it. I can't, I can, I can depend, I can usually depend on Molly to be there. She goes everywhere I go. So every, every building is, well, I guess not every building is haunted. I am, if you want to say it that way. Um, but she goes with me. Uh, unfortunately, I mean, there's been a handful of times where, you know, looking back on stuff that we have, uh, the person saying my name, I had always thought that it was Pearl because I had made contact with her first, and I actually saw her, um, but I definitely wasn't expecting that, and I didn't know who I was looking at. I assumed it was her. I knew it. I knew the woman. There was a woman named Pearl that died up in Yeah, that's that a known room. fact. I knew that. That is an absolute fact. That is documented. There is, you know, newspaper documentation and a death certificate. I mean, yeah. you cannot get any more solid than that, so, and we like that. Um so I, I assumed it was her, but I didn't know at the time that they had this stuff displayed down there. That would have been nice. Um, all I knew is I, oh my God, I saw this woman. You know, I assume it was Pearl. I know she's here. Everybody talks about her. Um, and then when I told Donna about it and who I saw, and then she 
I was like, has this always been here? You know? And she was like, you have never seen it. <laughs> that was funny. You know? And I was like, It was almost no. a little embarrassing. But. <laughs> it was. It, how observant am I as an investigator if something I walk by all of the time I did not even notice was there? Yeah. So. What's kind of heartbreaking about that, though, is that was actually during a live investigation. So some of <laughs> you were actually, excuse me, some of you were actually watching at that time. And because we were just coming back into that room, and I'm sitting there screwing with the camera to get it situated correctly. It's like where Shauna saw that, it's like it's obscured between Shauna's body as I'm setting it up, plus me screwing around with the thing. And there was a bag that was like in front of it. So it's all obscured. And it's like, oh my God, that happened. But there was where you got grabbed too. That yeah. happened like um, a few minutes later. We got grabbed on the arm. Yeah, that was, I wasn't expecting that either. Um, that was a pretty good grab, though. So yeah. I was like, uh, hello, excuse me, I'm right here, you know. So we have a really good question here from Tim Schoen. Oh, hold on. What? Hi, Terry Dan. Oh. <laughs> I've known him since. He's like way bigger than me now. Yeah. We talk about I've known him since he was little. <laughs> cool. <laughs> uh, he says, given our body is the best tool, how would you differentiate between someone who is an empath and someone who just gets these feelings? That's a good question. How would you um, answer it? Because I know that if you look if you look at definitions of empaths and just sensitives, um, I think the difference is like a sensitive can just feel energy. Maybe they can't differentiate whether it's happy energy, sad energy, whatever. They can just tell when something is going on. Um, that is not normal, that something is there. Uh, I think that an empath deals more with um, emotions. You know, is it something happy? Is it something angry? Is it something sad? Is it, you know, but there's other empaths that can feel, you know, connected to people. Like when they go into a room, if there's a lot of conflicting and strong emotions, that affects them. Um, that doesn't really affect me. So I'm not a right. temp typical one I guess yeah I, I think it's kind of and I think we're all gonna have different opinions on this but I think it's all variations of the same thing so you know you can I, I think it's a um, you know a part of this universe in which we're all connected and these different people with these different kind of quote-unquote abilities are accessing that connectedness in a different way somebody who just gets those feelings kind of like me I walk into a room and I know something's going on um, I'm just kind of feeling that, okay, this connection is there. There's somebody here. There's a connection being made where somebody like Vanessa mm -hmm. is to the point where she can channel that connection. <laughs> you know? I don't want that. You know, I'm or she just... can she can see from, you know, you know, thousands of miles away what's going on in a room over there. She has that type of connection, you know. Yeah, a little bit of that sometimes. You got a little bit of that but sometimes. I can yeah. kind of, you know, that, that but that doesn't happen all the time. It's just really, really random. And I have to really be serious about wanting it to happen. Um, I, I would not want what, what she deals with. That mm -hmm. is way too much for me. I, I would have to be, well, I don't even know what I would have to be in order to deal with that, but that's all her. Yeah, it's a whole other level, but it's, yep. but still to me, it, you're all kind of connecting to the same thing just in different ways. Uh, Bree Jones says, 
I could tell emotions in a room since I was a kid. Some rooms I would stop at the door. So that's kind of how she's connecting is through the emotion aspect of whatever's there. And so, yeah, I, and I, I know quite a few empaths actually. So, um, and some say that I have a little bit of that going on. I don't know. I have no idea what I got going on. But I've been playing with my tarot deck a little bit more lately ever since we had Nicole Guillaume on last <laughs> week. <laughs> uh, it was, that was a fun episode. Um, so that's our best tool, our body. Let me ask you this. What's your, aside from body, what's your favorite physical tool to use? A recorder. Recorder? Audio recorder? Okay. Why is that? Because I can't always hear them talking out loud. And not only that, but if it's especially if it's a place that other people have investigated, they'd be like, oh, I got something similar to that, too. It's a way to document a place, you know, with more than just one person. Other people have experiences, some of them may be new, some of them may be shared experiences, but it's hard to document something if you don't have something to document it with. Um, you could always be like, oh, well, I, yeah, I heard that or I saw whatever, but where, where is your proof? You know, if you have, but we don't always capture stuff, but you know, you don't always, it doesn't always record, you know, it doesn't, doesn't always get that chance to be documented and it happens in a personal experience. But, um, if you have a recorder, you know, when you catch something, there's your proof. That's proof. Yeah. It's something to start with. Yeah, it, it clicked to me after watching The Sixth Sense. The audio recorder is also probably my favorite. Um, that and the video camera, because the video camera is also a way to document, and it's, and it's how we're talking to you right now. There's, there, there's the video camera. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we're able to communicate with you guys, but um, we're also able to document what's going on at the location. It also acts as a second audio recorder. Yeah. So, you know, it's it's another way to be able to capture that audio in addition to the audio recorder. That video that we just posted, unfortunately, even though we had multiple audio sources going on at the same time, and I have all those tracks going on at the same time within that video, when she got the reaction, yes, we were so sure it was going to be on one of those, and it just I was, wasn't. It was loud. So as it turns out, it was another personal experience and yeah. it was just loud to me and not to everybody else. So it'll get documented in a story or a book or yeah. something. I always hate, well, not, that I, not that I hate it. I like having personal experiences, but you know, it always, always makes you wonder. It's like, why am I hearing this stuff? Why am I the only one hearing this stuff? Why can't I ever, you know, why can't I have proof that other people can be like, oh yeah, she did hear that. Okay. Because sometimes that happens. I like it when that happens. It makes me feel less like I'm hearing voices, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. It finally clicked for me um, when watching The Sixth Sense when he's going over that cassette tape from when he had uh, that one kid that he was uh, working with. And he hears the voice back behind all of that. And I grew up reading Hans Holzer. Uh, and in his stories, he would talk about having a tape recorder there. And it finally clicked watching The Sixth Sense, like, oh, that's what he was doing. And I know it seems obvious now, but I was much younger then. <laughs> it's like, oh, got it. So, um, which there is a new show coming on uh, with the 
Hans Holzer files coming out this October, which is cool. And we actually have Alexandra Holzer coming on Edge of the Rabbit Hole next month, which I'm very excited about. <laughs> uh, David Wise says research is also a great tool too. Yes. Very much. Yeah. We love yeah. our research. Um, that's a big part of what we do at Hunter Road Media. Um, a lot of these different, uh, I mean, honestly, that video that we just posted didn't have a lot of research in it. It's like we had a little bit of the history. We got some names. We're going to the house. We're investigating. We're going to be doing a lot more at that house. So don't worry. You'll be getting more information. Um, and but there is a lot. And there is a lot. Um, but a lot of our other videos that we have with Hunter Road Media, you'll see that uh, they're giving us a ton of history. And that's because we do our homework. Yeah, I like to do homework. I like to separate fact from just stories on the street. Um, you know, personal experiences, they're good to add to the mix, but I like, I like to have physical documentation um, that states facts. I like facts. I don't like to just be like, oh, well, that person says this happened there, so let's fly with it. I like to find proof. All right. Yeah, you'll you'll see us like really dive and dive and dive into these stories, and we're actually going to have to go back to. We were doing Wood River Massacre stuff this past week, and we're going to have to go back to that parking lot yet again because <laughs> in the parking lot, um, you guys probably saw some of the photos, and because uh, we went back to Vaughn Hill Cemetery, and we're doing a, a bigger piece on uh, the uh, Wood River Massacre, and. You know, I'm talking to the camera, giving the the piece that I thought I knew correctly about, you know, what happened back there. Uh, got some drone footage and all that. But later on, as we're diving more and more, it's like, oh, that wasn't where the cabin was. They were. It, it is where they were killed, but it was they were they were on the path to the cabin. It's like, oh man, so we're gonna have to go back and record it. But it's one of those where we're constantly learning, constantly learning, and when we finally find out you know what we believe to be okay this is it we got it then boom we'll give it to you yeah it's such a sad 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 story too um and then the cemetery uh von von cemetery is such a peaceful spot um even and, and there's such a mystery there too um you know it Dowsing rods are another tool that people use. Dowsing rods is a tool um, that people use. Yes, you'll be seeing me using those in Alaska. Yeah. <laughs> Come this I November. mean, <laughs> oh, hi Tammy, hey. There's there's part of part of the, the twins here. So, yes. um, which still still you guys you are want to do a twin show? Yeah, a twin show would be very cool. Twins, because you guys could write your own book. I mean, it's really cool. Anyway. More to come on that. Vaughn um, Cemetery is so strange to me because, uh, and then we did, we did. I did send some emails and did some digging because there's like several rows of stones and these stones are just marked male and female. Well, why don't they have any names? Where did they come from? That type of stuff. So typing, typing, typing. Uh, someone, you know, I guess found you know, that we were researching the place and there was some back and forth emailing and I said, um, you know, and they, they said that they had used dowsing rods to find, you know, all those, but okay, well, you know, I've heard of that. And I know people that have 
done it and have done it successfully yeah. and have, you know, dug and found remains there. Yep. So I'm all for that. But uh, what I don't understand is how the dowsing rods told them whether it was male or female. And I really couldn't get an answer on that. Yeah, it's this, like, this has been a know, discrepancy. Yeah. I, I've, cause I've been on the road pretty much almost every weekend since then. <laughs> right. So I and, would like to find out. Yeah. Uh, I, all I want to do is just talk to that person that did it and be like, what's your method? You know, I understand you were able to find remains. I get that. But how do you know whether they were male or female? Yeah. I, I've been on the road pretty much every weekend since then. And going to all these different shows, conventions, metaphysical expos, all that stuff. And I've been asking people that are that use dowsing rods that are very learned in this that have been doing this for decades okay you can find a grave with dowsing rods correct yes and i already know that's a yes answer yes you can find a grave with with dowsing rods okay great how do you find the gender of that person buried with the dowsing rods and they're like you can't you can you can know somebody's buried there but until you dig up the bones and physically look and I mean, somebody you know. actually, and, and I don't know if, the, if anything was ever dug up. They did not say that. You know, if that's what happened, fine. You know, but they took the time. Like 50 graves. I don't think they dug yeah, up 50 graves. Yeah, there's like 50 graves. graves. They, and they took the time to make the plaque, you know, or whatever, the same male and female on yeah. there. So if you're going to devote that kind of time and money, you know, that wasn't free. Um, why would you not want to really know, you know, and, and, that, and that would take some time. You know to find out but and then you'd be digging up like 50 graves or whatever but it would do those you know be a little more respectful to the people buried there if they had the proper gender even if they don't have a name um so it's yeah, still a and, mystery you know, a lot of those graves are going to be you know some of the pioneers of the area because they've been using that cemetery since the very early 1800s um the Wood River Massacre victims were like some of the first ever put there because what was there was a meeting house before. And um, so they would have like local uh, governmental meetings there. They would have church services there, that sort of thing. And so the, the massacre victims were like some of the first buried there. Um, and the marker that's there now is not the original marker. They've replaced that. But these other stones or these other uh, burial plots that are there um, have been unmarked for you know, over a hundred years. Um, the earliest stones that are in the cemetery are like from the 1850s. Uh, but there's many, many uh, plots there. The meeting house was eventually tore down and the land donated for the cemetery is what happened. And Robert Hanna uh, makes a good point here. We'll get into this. Uh, Robert Hanna says, it seems like a lot of paranormal groups don't use dowsing rods anymore. Um, there's, a, there's a good reason for that. And... And Shauna actually talks about this quite a bit. Mm -hmm. And that you, because a lot of paranormal groups are doing things with video and displaying, okay, this is this is our evidence that we've gotten. This is what happens at this house. Maybe they're trying to be a big YouTube channel. Maybe they're trying, maybe they're on television. I don't know. Um, the problem is you can't trust it. Now, if you're just out there on your own and you're using the rods and you know how to use them correctly so that, because they, they're very touchy they're very sensitive mm -hmm. it's like i trust myself um i would trust shauna and there's a few people um that i would trust who use dowsing rods but um you know 
some some bloke on YouTube who's sitting there like that. Um, no, I don't know who he is. So it, it's you. It, it's very 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 difficult to trust what you're seeing because they're so easy uh, to manipulate. And yes. so so. Sherry, Sherry knows about this. My sister is in the house. Uh, so my dad, um, I think initially just thought I had was missing a few uh, with all the stuff that I was experiencing because he's a skeptic. Uh, however, after going with us to some of the places that we've gone to in the past and listening to some of our audio where we would go directly from investigation to the house, throw it up on the computer, you know, and then, whoa, what's that? Hey, Dad, you know, so he knows, you know, that we're not, I'm not making this stuff up, you know. Well, who said that? Well, I don't know. It's just, you know, us girls in there. Who's that guy? We have no idea. Um, and he has since then experienced some stuff. So we were, we were talking about dowsing rods, and um, I was talking to him about them, saying, like, you know, I, I think they're cool, the concept of them. They don't work for me, and I don't really trust I've seen people use them, but I can also watch their arms and I can tell and I will watch you like a hawk. And if I see one part of your body move and those rods follow and you're like, oh, I got something, I will blast you publicly. So be ready for that. I'm very serious about that. Anyway, my dad made this box and he just used regular plywood, just and then he drilled holes. And then he put um, my dowsing rods that I had in there. But then he also put, um, like, there's like this little holder okay. for him in there. So I'm still able to touch them, but I cannot move them. No, I would there's have no way to, move, to do it. I would that have box. to move the whole box. Yeah. Like there is no way. I have I have tried. Just to be fair, I have tried. No matter how hard I squeeze those things, if it's sitting on a level level surface. They do not move. Um, and they're Sherry. True story. So there you go. But I did use them one time. Um, and one of them, I was, and I don't ever do things alone. I try not to. But every once in a while I do. Um, and I think actually Rita was with me one of the times whenever I was just sitting there. And it was a, the the rods were just, just hanging. They were just there, just pointing straight. And uh, we started asking some questions. This was in the cafe, of course. And um, all of a sudden, the one of them went like that and just bam, you know, and then it was just still. Like with as much force as it moved, to me, it would seem like it would go around. Like if you like flip something like that and it's in something where it can spin, Mm -hmm. it would spin, especially with that kind of force. Um, but it didn't, it just pow and then it just stopped. And I was like, so I just took my hands <laughs> off of it. I was like, I don't know what I, I don't know, you know? And then there have been times where nobody was touching them and then they just be like, I'll point here, I'll point there, you know, whatever. But the point is, is that without manipulating the box visibly, you cannot make those rods move. And that is the kind of that's that's the kind of thing that I like. I like to see something that I cannot manipulate, you cannot manipulate without being caught manipulating it. Yeah. yeah that's that, the kind of stuff I like to deal with. I like a challenge. Yeah, and that's the problem with trying to use dowsing rods today because we're so media geared. 
you know so it's it's one of those like every once in a great while um like we had the only video on Hunter Road Media that I think that you'll see that actually has dowsing rods being used is uh, Bel Air House with Copperhead Greg Graham. Now I do trust Copperhead and he holds them in such a way where he's pointing them down that um, the only way that they could cross the way that they do is for them to defy gravity. And so that's why he holds them down like that because he knows that you know if you're holding them straight out like that you know, on a YouTube video or whatever that <clears throat> too easy for, you know, to be manipulated and for people to call you out and all that. And even still him using them, they, people call him out for it because he's using dowsing rods, just period, straight up. <clears throat> but the way he does it is a little bit better. Um, Robert Hanna is saying, would dowsing rods be good for looking for portals? Like at the Hinsdale house. Um, Stay tuned this November. Mike will be looking for portals in Alaska with her Ooh. father's dowsing rods. <laughs> <laughs> not with the box, though. No, of course not. It wasn't with the box. Um, I, well, I couldn't bring the box with me. But I that's brought the rods. And uh, so, yeah, that's, uh, that'll be on the Travel Channel. Um, I'll have more information on that when it, uh, when it comes out. But we're getting closer to the time, so I'm starting to talk about it a little bit more. Tanya Haynes in the house, too. Both twins. Yay. Oh, all right. Both the twins are in the house. Cool. I'm telling you guys cool. both. You're going to do a show soon. You're going to. So be ready. Uh, Bree Jones, what was that noise? Sounded like a machine came on. I'm not sure. Well, it certainly I accident- wasn't the air conditioner. <clears throat> I know I accidentally hot. hit. Yeah, I know I accidentally hit the microphone at one point. But um, Sherry says, oh, I remember watching that one with Kaylee. It was a good one with the dowsing rods. I mean, yeah, that was a good investigation with, with Copperhead there at Bel Air House. No doubt about that. Uh, we had a lot of uh we had a lot of stuff going on that night so um other tools that we use i did want to you know get into that because i'm not slamming all the gizmos and gadgets we use them yeah you know um i think it was david y brought it up earlier um k2 get a good baseline and that's what i was talking about uh at the beginning with that uh, investigation video that we just posted uh, if if you watch the beginning of it, I'm going around knowing that I got buzzed up there before. Okay, you know, is there anything up here? You know, what's going on with the electromagnetic field? We did not find one. Now, what? By the way, you see it blinking. That's because there's several well, yeah. devices. <laughs> there's so not a ghost here. It's, we've yeah, got so, electricity so, all over the place here. So put your phone on the airplane mode. Right. So you're yeah, we got cell phones. In. We got computers. Yeah. We got yeah, we've got all kinds of stuff going on here. So this is going to pick up stuff. Yeah. Um, which is why you don't, you know, like Shauna said, you know, put your phone in airplane mode or turn it off or you know whatever. You don't bring it around electronic equipment. Uh, which is why we don't use the K2 when live. I mean, we might sit up like all the way across the room because it's not going to hit, you know, over there, but um, rarely. But um, the other place where this was kind of interesting with the K2, and I have used this as a communicative means. I've talked about that before with uh, with the World War II airplane. But another Molly story, last September a year ago when we were up there and this had a baseline reading of, I think it was two. I think there were two dots, uh, two lights, which would be a, a 2.5 milligauss, right? And it was steady, 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 steady. I think every once in a while it pop up to like a three. So it was like two to three most of the time. Steady, 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 steady up there in Molly's room. And then 
all of a sudden when it dropped to like nothing and then shauna was like crying <laughs> not from not from the you know light being gone but just there was something else going on there because you saw the shimmer yeah and, and all, so it was a really was interesting first, moment first time for that um but then you know i think it just uh, the reading with you know from where it was at because it you know i think that there was just because below us you know there's all the, there's all kinds of well know, stores below us yeah. yeah um so if it's constantly going off like that it's coming from somewhere um especially where where it was at there was just it was coming from somewhere yeah. easily debunkable. but it wasn't pulsing it wasn't spikes it was like a constant no, just, straight that was your baseline yeah and then all of a sudden the baseline disappeared and it was like whatever energy had been there landed on you yeah big time <laughs> but yeah that um digital thermometer that's i have one i don't ever use it yeah we have it around um, um your sister says that's what i like about you guys uh the best because you debunk everything before you say it's actual actually paranormal you yeah. have to you have to because you know i hate i i let's let's be real i love to debunk stuff <laughs> you know just because i like to keep it honest um i wish more people wanted to keep it honest but we wouldn't have tv shows if everybody kept it honest so what do you do um but yeah i I, I liked I love to debunk stuff, but I hate debunking stuff too because <laughs> Well you'd love it to be like, Oh yeah, that was paranormal yeah. half the time you're like eh, I legitimately okay. <laughs> want it to be. So what I usually do is I'm just like, eh, I just blow it off and I will make any excuse until it happens again. Oh I forgot to do. Yeah. When it happens again, then I'm like, Oh, okay. Uh, you know, maybe I'm not entirely convinced yet, so but Third time's a charm. So if it's something that continues to happen, then I'll be like, well, okay. Um, maybe let's explore the possibility that I can't debunk it anymore. I can't blow it off. In my head, I will internalize it that it's, you know, I'll try to find three different things. And then after the third time, I'm like, well, okay, maybe, maybe, maybe it's something, you know? And sometimes if you acknowledge it, it's like, yeah, yeah, that's me, hi. That's that's how you know. That's it, how some of our good stuff happens. Ichabod Cranium is having, having some issues back there. <laughs> <laughs> Goodness gracious! Great balls of fire. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tom McNicholas says that's why I use the EDI. Those are pretty good. I have a uh, a millimeter, but the backlight is is broken. Um, still works, but there's no backlight, so I I can't use it in like any dark situations unless i have the flashlight right on it um yeah jody brewer we don't go paranormal crazy i mean it's the situation is what it is you know um if it's paranormal it is if it's not it's not and when something happens we're not like oh you know yeah um i mean we're just like we're curious about it like oh you know we heard that uh, what was that you know and then we follow up on it you know Say, or it might be like, what's that yeah yeah but we're <laughs> we're not hightailing it out of there we're not screaming you know. like a little girl right so it's a demon i was watching 
earlier today. Um, I don't know. It's, it's popped up on my YouTube feed, like the top five TV moments of uh, paranormal <laughs> uh, stuff being faked. And so there were two of the top five that were your favorite guy, Zach. <laughs> and the one which I've said forever is like, that's definitely faked, was the uh, the shadow hand. And that is a moment where he's like, oh, oh, my God, oh my God. you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh. They're just freaking out like little girls. But in any case, <laughs> um, Robert Hanna, laser pointer, temperature thermometer. Yeah. Um, you have one around here somewhere. Um, I have an orange one. Yeah. Um, I, I, I think orange. we put it in my red it. bag up there. I haven't, I haven't used it in like forever. Um, we do have, so there's a couple different things that we do that... Ooh, the fly. Do we use that anymore? We don't use that anymore. Oh, the 360 camera? Yeah. No, we don't really use a 360 camera anymore because it, it takes like so nine... It, it does make you look weird. It's cool <laughs> in the sense that it's like it's like this little ball camera, right? And um, I think I actually have it in the house. Um, it's cool because... You know, you hear a noise or something happens and you've got like a 360 degree radius of the entire room, which is awesome. And in the the one video that we posted at um, Historic House in Jacksonville, Illinois, you know, um, I walked down the hall. Shauna's sitting in the room where the camera's sitting at. And I, I swore that I saw like lights blink but it wasn't in the hallway that i was in and i'm asking shauna you know did you see something and you weren't looking out that doorway so you had no idea you watch from the 360 camera there was a light that turned on and off in the other room it's like and that's perfect for that problem with 360 camera and trying to do those videos for one it it does kind of make you look a little bit weird and it is a little distorted and stuff like that well if you flatten the image out yeah Yeah. then you look like you have gumby arms (laughs) but the the point is that it makes it a ball yeah um so that when you're viewing the 360 you can like look all around um but the files are so huge and then it has to render it back into like a 360 file image it takes like six to nine hours to render those videos it's like absolutely obnoxious so it wasn't it wasn't time effective for me to continue to create those videos it's cool though because if you're watching a video the first time and you're like oh what was that when you watch video second time or if you back up you can pan it around yeah and look where we were like thought we heard some over there well then in the net back up and then you can pan around and then watch it from that angle it's like oh wait there's that noise you might actually catch something so it was it was a cool it's a cool gadget it is a very cool gadget. Um, I would love to use it more if it just wasn't such a you know pain when it when it came to because also editing those videos were tough um, because you're basically looking at this circle in the editing software to do that, um, which is really awkward. Um, and then in in low light situations, even though it's supposed to be 4K, it was actually grainy. Um, but in like the outdoor stuff it was awesome um so uh people are talking about the new owners of the conjuring house yep um yeah met uh met cory a couple weeks ago so um we'll talk about some more oh yeah um ghost adventure is supposed to go there i know i'm not happy i'm actually not happy with that (laughs) no they're gonna well because 
like talking with Andrea and she's like, I talked with the new owners and they don't want it to become like a paranormal circus up there. I'm like, good. That's awesome. We don't want it to become a paranormal circus. First up, Zach Bagans. Which is just <laughs> going to let's sell tickets to this paranormal circus so, but, because that's what it's going to Yeah, but but I, I, I talked to Corey. He seems like a very nice guy and so we'll see. We'll see what happens mm. uh, with all of that. Um, it's yeah i know <laughs> we'll see what i mean to me anytime you want zach in your place i question yeah tammy I says question. um hoping he doesn't go causing issues there well and that's and that's the thing with zach because zach does kind of bring his own demons with him and vanessa is has really felt that negative energy that's on him that follows him around and so um and even with with mineral springs there is weird shit that doesn't normally happen that was going on there after they had come and gone. So. I think it's because he's disrespectful everywhere he goes. Yeah. I think whenever you put out the kind of energy where you, even just for entertainment purposes, for television, for ratings, but you're actually seriously provoking energy in these places. And when you do that, not all of them are going to like it. So. I believe that that's if he does have something going on, and he, I think that that's why. Yeah, that could very well be. I I, I know he stirs stuff up, and he is very disrespectful. He's, in he's an so asshole. So many cases, so, yeah. Then yeah. Hilbert saying money talks. Well, yeah, yeah, and I get that, and that's and that's why a lot of people agree to, you know, let's bring him in because it. I mean, they do get the most viewers right now of. of any paranormal television show out there so it gives the places a lot of exposure so i i don't blame them for that um but i didn't want this to become a zach thing so um let's move on a little bit so other things um we have the uh well you guys can see that there's actually a uv light so there's some different theories out there about being able to see some different entities with the uv light that maybe they don't actually like um you know, regular flashlights so I haven't really gotten a lot with the UV light it makes a cool color um, so it's a to me it's it almost becomes like another option for low light situations for a flashlight rather than having a bright flashlight use this and I don't know. Um, we do use different uh, lighted motion detectors so those are some different tools that we that we use every once in a while like we'll have we'll have these set up like that Whoops. Uh-huh. Sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> My phone froze. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sorry. But we'll have these like set up down a hallway and then all of a sudden, boop, it'll pop on for yeah, like. Yeah, those are cool. Yeah. Those work out pretty well for us sometimes. Um, that's some interesting activity with those at Spiral Mounds of Oklahoma. Um, what are things? Well, you have some tools hospital? right there. The, the oh, stones. Crystals. The stones. Yeah. Yeah. I haven't really. Talking about old school stuff. Pendulum. I haven't really asked, you know, I have never really used stones as a, a trigger object, though. I've never really asked. Not as a know. trigger object, but remember with the bags falling apart on me. So remember? Oh, yeah. 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 So black tourmaline. Um 
cracking in half in my hands <laughs> while I was getting a massive, I was at the Cheney house uh, last year and in PD's room, and PD is known to not like guys. I wasn't thinking about that at the time, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually pretty much just um, kind of trying to offer him a drink because he was known to be um, a bit of a drunk and he'd like to go out and get hammered all the time. So I was like, okay, let's, you know, I'll, I'll bring you a drink next time. Uh, but apparently he doesn't like guys. And I kept feeling, feeling this pressure, 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 pressure on my head. Um, so Shauna gives me a, a, a chunk of black tourmaline. So I hold it in my hand while we're still going. And I'm sitting there. All of a sudden I hear this crack, crack, crack coming from my hand. Like, what in the world? So I'm like, I, th- I think the black tourmaline is cracking. So we end up going back downstairs. I hit the bathroom. The black tourmaline, Shauna is holding in her hand. It just falls apart into two pieces. So. Yeah. So I went to Zen and got us a little bit stronger sometimes the untumbled uh the raw stuff uh i don't think it can take as much of a beating as the other mm-hmm. the more solid stuff yeah. so got us got us some bigger pieces that can maybe handle a little bit more then we have all the different cameras and everything, right? So, I mean, one of them's being used right now to broadcast this. Um, got like, you know, a little Canonvixia. We're going to be getting a uh, more souped up um, 4K night vision camera. And this big box here is the SLS camera, which shot Oh, I love that. I'm not going to bring it all out right now. Um, I love that one. here on the table. But we've got some interesting activity with that. Um, you do have to be careful of false positives. Um, you guys haven't seen the video footage yet, but uh, when I was at the Mary Washington house in Virginia, up in the room where George Washington used to sleep in, there was um, a couple of items up there, like a little table, and then there was some like rack thing that was up there that were giving false positives on the SLS camera. So you do have to be careful of that. But... Um, and I just moved those things and it stopped. But at 217 Terror Haunted House, we got a really that interesting was activity with cool. that. cool. Yeah. And there was nothing false about it, really. No, because there's nothing mean, on the wall. Yeah, there, there was nothing there. And plus, plus whenever I waved, yeah. the alarm came up. Because you were saying hi, and all of a sudden it's like, hi. Yeah. You know, um, and then whenever I got up, you know the image you know left and then came back um sls camera's awesome (laughs) i mean i i just we've had we've had several we've had a couple of things we've had a couple of things not a lot you know a thing here a thing there there is one really good one well maybe someday maybe someday we will share it that one yeah that one yeah so but that's that one's private, so it's private. So there, that there was has really to be uh, permission even to discuss the details right. of it over a live feed. So, but very, very compelling, very interesting. 
Um, Robert Hanna, is there a place to get a good deal on thermal imaging cameras? Um, you'll have to shop around. I mean, we don't have a thermal imaging camera, a FLIR. Uh, they're very expensive. You know, even to get like, um, like they have an adapter that you can stick on your phone. You know, you plug it in, it's got an app and you can actually do the, um, the imaging on your camera like that. And even those are like, I mean, it's just little and it's like $300 for that. Um, yeah, there's they're really expensive and to get like a regular sized one i mean you're talking thousands of dollars about the price of a car yeah <laughs> oh well, i mean there's some i mean there's some huge rigs that you can get with the fleer that are yeah. yeah that are like that but even just to get like basic yeah it's like thousands of dollars um so if you want a spring for the one that attaches to your phone um and it's kind of easy to use because it just you know you can record right on your phone like that you know, 300 bucks. Um, you can't, again, I guess unless you're in airplane mode, you can't be using other devices like the K2 and stuff like that because then it'll, and it still might even, I'd, I'd have to test it out to see if it goes off while you're using the FLIR attached to your phone. Um, so you have to be wary of things like that. Um, so Tom, have you used the SLS camera in Molly's room? Um, briefly, that was like, like one of the first times we used it. it was at the first Hunter Road Media Paracon. Yeah, the author night. Tom, you were there. No, no Tom no, wasn't Tom there. Tom wasn't there. But but remember we were Katie coming around. Katie was. Yeah. We we're coming around. We used it. Didn't really catch anything inside. But when we I came was still around figuring the corner, out how to try to use it. Yeah. When we came around the corner, though, we did catch a brief something. Yep. Either going in or coming out of one of the rooms. Yeah, it was like it was like peeking out of one of the rooms um, from Molly's room. We're down the hall on the uh, last room on the left, and there was something that was peeking out of that doorway. <clears throat> um, I didn't get it recorded because, like I said, it was like one of the first times I used it, and I didn't know how to use it right, and so it, it didn't actually record. It's like, so we didn't capture that, uh, even though we saw it there on the camera. Yeah. And that was the night that um, Katie got scratched up there. Yeah. Yeah. And she, she was sc- just like, oh. oh, I got scratched. Yeah. There was no. It's funny. There, there, there was no freaking out or anything like that. Because yeah. Katie's a badass. Tammy Heisman says $400 for the newest FLIR for the phone. Wow. So they've gone up a little bit. Yeah. I haven't even looked that stuff up for the FLIR in like a few years because I just know how expensive it is. And, um, you know, a lot of um, you know, a lot of the imagery off of that. I mean, you have to be very careful of it. To, to me, it's really expensive for the very little that you get out of it because most of the stuff that you get on there, you end up debunking. Um, like I've seen stuff at like the Bel Air house where, you know, it's like, oh, here's a torso of a, of a guy. There's no reflective surface. And it's like, I, I know there's a reflective surface back there because that's a dining room window. So we could throw that out. Um, there's Except people, for they don't, but that's well, that's another. Um, but that's there's another yeah, there's like so many ways to debunk with reflective surfaces. There's times that people will try to use them like outside, and they they get something that's essentially it's like an animal in the woods, and they're saying it's something. And it's like come on, guys. So there's a there's a lot with the FLIR that I would just throw out for you know those couple of reasons, an animal or just reflective surfaces and it doesn't have to be a uh mirror or a window it could just be like um 
like your stainless steel refrigerator giving off a reflection or something like that. You know, there's a lot of different ways to get a reflection that you just don't even think about. Um, I kind of do, or at least did, because I would catch my kids doing stuff all the time using <laughs> reflective surfaces in the house. They literally, for like years, thought I had eyes in the back of my head because <clears throat> I would say, you better not go in there. And they would were like trying to sneak into the room. I hadn't moved my head at all. It's just, I'm catching, you know, whatever reflection of whatever's in front of me and I see them back behind me and they're like how did you see me like because I have eyes in the back of my head oh you must you know <laughs> so, so so it's it's difficult uh to use those and get legit stuff um but I have seen some interesting uh images uh inspired ghost tracking got something really interesting at the uh, belmont manor so uh rob guttrow would know more about that one but we've used it, that piece in one of our belmont manor videos that was pretty interesting it was flare footage so sean gibbons hello from south africa well, hello south, Hi, africa. south africa awesome africa. very cool very cool spanning the globe <laughs> so all right well we've gone over an hour like I've sweated off like five pounds. <laughs> it's a little warm in here right it is now. Warm yeah, warm in yeah. here. Oof. So, all right. So uh, yeah, Tamer Heisman. My dad used to do that to us kids. Yeah, yeah. I just I just learned the tricks of using reflective services. <laughs> I catch them doing shit all the time. <laughs> uh, I eventually told them how I did it because they'll need to learn the trick too now that they're older. And we'll gotta yeah. pass the torch i was about to say we'll be having kids here soon at some point but i don't even want to think about that because that would make me a grandfather damn yeah i'm i'm good for another 20 years or so like that you know if my kids are watching just wait yeah trust yeah. me you'll thank me if you do well so far there only seems to be one that seems to be in any sort of serious relationship and they're not even engaged yet so good <laughs> all right everybody in any case uh thanks for joining us this evening had a great conversation so best tool is your body we still use all the stuff um of course to try to capture that evidence to to see you know what may be there what you know evps we may be able to capture if we can get an image on camera what have you um to kind of back up what we're experiencing and of course the research um, goes into that as well. We use uh, a lot of that research, of course, to tell the story of these people whose you know lives have been lost to time, but also we use that stuff as trigger objects too to kind of help. And that was something I want to bring because I know that was a topic that came up in on Edge of the Rabbit Hole earlier was using history and research during an investigation. And I wanted to chime in on that, but we were running a show. And my thing has always been, I want to know as much as possible going in um, because I'm going to use that information not to pigeon myself, pigeonhole myself into an investigation, but to use that information as a trigger object. And I believe knowing more as much as you can about who may be there um, will help you spur on a conversation with that particular person if they happen to be there. If they're not there, then they're not there. Then you try other stuff. But I say come in armed with as much as you can. Right, but don't just say, "Oh, I clicked on Google. Oh, here's a story. This is this is the truth." Research. Don't yeah. just believe the first thing you read. Um, you know, we have we have videos about Gore Orphanage Swift Mansion, um, which 
that story was not even true. So when you do some digging, you find the truth. You know, so going in there and saying, oh, well, I heard that you guys did this and this happened in here and it's not true. Um, I'd be kind of mad if I were sitting there listening to that. I'd be like, no, I did that. That's not the way it happened at all, you know, uh, based on. But it, on the flip side of that, someone comes in and, you know, be respectful, apologize. Like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I know, you know, some not so good things happen here. I'm very sorry. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry for this. I'm sorry for that. You will probably get more of a response um, if you use the truth rather than if you're disrespectful and you lie. So just a thought. Yep. Yep. And it's, to me, it's always a conversation starter. You know, you go in there, you know, knowing something about them. And it's to me, if you come in with nothing, you're like a salesman knocking on the door, you come in with some information, you're two steps closer to being a friend. And yeah. that, that's what we're trying to do. We want to be friends with them and respect them and have them be remembered the way they should. So that'll that'll do it um if you haven't yet please check out the youtube channel as well youtube.com slash haunted road media so you know we have all of our other shows out there and all these investigation videos that we've been talking about on the youtube channel so check that out haunted road media on youtube